Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no watering spots, so we'd head to the corner. Mr. Warner would knock off the knob on top of the hydrant. We was wilding on the side of the lots. Welcome, 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 my doodadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. Welcome back to yet another episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, you know, I want to give a shout out and thank you to everybody tuning in. I really appreciate you for, as always, clicking that button. Checking out the show and, and continuing to listen and like it and love it and share it and do all this groovy shit that you guys are doing to, to keep me going uh, every week. Um, and as always, I want to shout out and give a big thanks to my guest last week, um, Mr. Jason Sokol, a.k.a. Don, the trophy husband. Um, I am officially as of like this week, taking over primary caretaker duties for my daughter. So Don, thank you very much for coming on last week and educating me um, and helping me on how to handle that crazy journey that I'm going to be on for the next month before we put her in daycare in January. Um, So Don, thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, I hope everybody listened and enjoyed what what he had to say um, and uh, got as much out of it as I did uh, because I definitely got a whole hell of a lot out of it from you, Don. Thank you for all the advice, the tips, the ideas, etc. And while we're on the topic of thanking former guests, I want to give a big, extraordinary humongous grandoise uh shout out and a congratulations to another former guest on the show he was he up until this point was the only non-father on the show he was our first expecting dad and now he's wiped away that moniker because on thanksgiving he brought his daughter into the world. Him and his wife brought his daughter into the world. So a huge congratulations out to Pat and Corrigan, uh, former guest of the show. He was on episode nine to be or dad to be uh, part one of that series. Um, and his beautiful, beautiful, lovely wife, Ellie. Um, congratulations. They welcomed their first daughter into the world. Uh, so I can't wait to meet her. I'm glad everything went well and it was all grits and gravy for the most part. Um, congratulations to you, Patton. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the fact that she was born on Thanksgiving, like what, what more could you possibly want to be thankful for, for than, than having your first kid and, and bringing your first daughter into the, into the world. So congratulations to you. Big shout out. Um, and, uh, you know, while we're at that, before I get into my Thanksgiving, um, this episode, this part of the episode is going to be very quick, very quick hit because I have a very special guest segment coming up for all of you. Uh, but before we get into that, as always, you know, obviously you're listening to this on whatever you're listening to it on, but just know. It's available on all platforms. So if you have a friend or a coworker that is like, you know, looking for for something of this nature to listen to a new podcast, whatever, and you want to, you know, invite them to listen and they're like, oh, no, I don't have iTunes. Well, you can let them know we're on Spotify. You can let them know that we're on Spreaker, CastBox. If they have an Android, if they have an iPhone, it does not matter. You can get the show. Um, And if you were on iTunes and listen on iTunes, please, please, please jump on. Give me the five star rating. Drop me a little comment. Um, I love to see. I love to see the show going up the ranks. It, it opens up some different opportunities um, and some cool different things that I can do with the show and expand the horizons um, and expand what we're doing over here. So you know, definitely do that if you're listening on iTunes. If you're not listening on iTunes, download iTunes and hook me up with that. That would be much appreciated. Uh, and as always, to connect on a fatherhood brotherhood. Hit me up on email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, dadhardpod, um, and the Facebook, 
facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Everything was a little bit backed up last week because of Thanksgiving and because of the holidays and driving down to my wife's family in Maryland. Um, but we're going to get back on track this week. Um, and it's going to be back to business as usual. You know what I mean? Um, with that said, this week, I'll give a quick hit. Like I said, I'll make it short and sweet uh, because we have a little bit longer of a guest segment this week. That guest segment actually went an hour because, um, and thank you to all three of you guys that, that came on. We have our first group chat episode where I actually sat down with the other three dads that aren't grandparents yet, I guess I should say, uh, the other three dads. Um, in my wife's family that were down there in Thanksgiving, I came, I recorded an episode down in Thanksgiving, talking to the dads and my wife's family, her three cousins. Um, and we went for almost an hour just talking about fatherhood and they are way ahead of me. So it was, it was really cool and interesting to, to hear them reflect on all of the past, um, not only holidays, but just experiences that they've had. And, it, you know, it really got me excited to look forward to all of those different things. Um, you know, I know all those things between now and by the time my daughter is, you know, 11, 12, 13 and, you know, graduating college or getting married is, you know, as two of the, um, the the younger cousins on my wife's side are um a lot of things are going to change but it just seeing the joy and and the passion and the energy that came out of these three older fathers um as they were talking about fatherhood and reflecting on their experiences and then furthermore talking about their kids uh is was just such a beautiful thing um and 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 it definitely comes across in the, the, the interview segment that we did for this week. So, um, you know, for, for this week, uh, the, everything was, it was week, what I'm on week 17 of, of fatherhood. And, uh, my daughter is officially four months old. Um, and is, like I said last week, she's really becoming an emotional being. And that was no more clear than when we were down at Thanksgiving. Um, now I'll get into a little bit more of the ins and outs next week uh, when I have a go through a little bit more of an extended version of this segment of the show. But the entire week this week was was circled around Thanksgiving. It was her first extended car ride, her first you know, a time sleeping outside of our apartment and and even more so than that, her first time sleeping outside of the snoo, which like is an, you know, I, I've spoken about it many times on the show, but it's basically a computerized automatic rocking bassinet that also plays white noise. Like she just slept the week in a pack and play and that the, the the nerves and the anxiety and and the, the the pressures and everything that came from me and my wife's side about what was going to happen and and the unpredictability of it all I'm telling you I did not sleep a wink it was like she was a week old all over again because I was up of course I again slept next to step next to her as she slept um and again I was up all night, you know, every time she would lift her legs, I was convinced she was going to roll over and end up right on her face. And, and, you know, while she was swaddled and she couldn't get up. So it was a nerve wracking experience, um, from that side of it, but it was also such a beautiful thing for her to meet my wife's entire family. Um, because they are such a close knit group. They're, they're a big family and they are all so, so, so very close. And, the ages just range from all of the cousins. They range all over the place, but yet everybody is just so close from, you know, my wife's immediate cousins, the dad, who are the dads that I sat down with that are a little bit older than my wife down to like their kids that are, you know, the youngest ones are like 11, 12, 13. They're even close with everybody. It's so, it's such a beautiful thing just to watch them interact and to be a part of that whole situation. Um, and now to have my daughter be a part of that situation and to experience that and to experience her first holiday. Um, and you could tell that she knew something was going on. It, it felt different to her. Um, and, and it was all just, just really, really, really cool. It was a fantastic experience. Um, and I just, you know, it's Thanksgiving. So I couldn't help but constantly be thinking in my head, 
how thankful I was not only to be a part of that and not only be able to share that with my daughter and her, for her first time, but also to, you know, to have her. You know, uh, it was really a big week of, of reflection um, that I did a lot. I found myself just kind of thinking to myself a lot as I would see her pass, passed around to, to different family members and the different family members interacting and the younger kids helping me and my wife do things with the baby and want to go on walks with the baby. I just found myself a lot in this state of reflection Um about how lucky I really am and how thankful I really am for my wife and for having this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful baby girl that we've brought into the world. Um, and then being able to share in all of these experiences that I talk about every week with her. Um, because for whatever reason, there are, you know, a lot of dads out there don't get that opportunity or decide not to have that opportunity. Um, so I, it just made me very thankful for, for it all. Um, now, I'll get into all the ins and outs, like I said, and details of the weekend because it was action-packed and full of stress and anxiety and packed cars and rest stops, which my daughter loves, by the way. Uh, I've never seen her eyes light up like that other than when she wakes up and sees me or my wife when she was in that rest stop. She, her eyes were like so wide-eyed and googly-faced. She like couldn't, it was like overstimulation. She could not be happier and like be more obsessed with being in that place. And I'm talking about a, a, a shitty little rest stop that had like a Roy Rogers and a Cinnabon. Like it didn't even have like a Burger King or a McDonald's. It was literally a Roy Rogers and a Cinnabon and like a bootleg Starbucks coffee place that was like Warbucks. You know what I mean? Like I, who knows what it was called? It was some, just said coffee on the whole thing, on the, on the, the, the counter like uh but she just loved every second of it um and it was a crazy experience but like i said i will get into i'll do kind of a double a double segment next week that gets into both week 17 and 18 because this week is about to be crazy for me as well taking over as the primary caretaker for my daughter um uh, you know for the for the month of december this is that first week i get into the muck of it all so Next week I'll have a little bit of an extended, an extended uh, a segment for that, and I may even have a special guest on this segment. But we'll 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 see about that next week. Um, for now, I want to. I hope everybody had a, a beautiful Thanksgiving, because um, I know I did. Uh, I hope everybody took some time to reflect on what they were thankful about, because never before, as much as, as at least as much as this year, have I really felt the, the the spirit of what the holiday is supposed to mean to all of us. So I hope everybody out there else out there got the opportunity to to take some time and reflect on what they're thankful for because as long as we're here, you got a lot to be thankful for, especially all you dads out there, all you parents out there, moms, grandparents. Um it's a beautiful time. Life is a beautiful thing. Um, so that that's that's going to be all for this segment of the show. We got an extra long guest segment coming up with basically my wife's entire family uh, coming live from Thanksgiving. Uh, and that was a cool experience. Um, once again, congratulations and shout out to Pat and Corrigan uh, on a new baby. Uh, can't wait to meet her. Um, that'll be all for this segment of the show. We're going to hit a quick music break and jump into the guest segment. Like I said, Said, to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood dadhardpod at gmail.com follow the instagram at dadhardpod and the facebook facebook.com slash dadhardpod and as always keep tuning in keep rocking keep the listens coming i appreciate all the love from everybody and i will catch you on the other side of the break uh uh Come on! Yeah, 
this track got me feeling like American gangster. Mo ain't even trying to be an American gangster. All these solitaire rappers are American wankers. I ain't fake, cause that makes me an American gangster. But shit, I've had enough with titles. Every time I speak, it's like the verses coming from the Bible. I tell the whole truth like I'm in the courtroom. I got one question, can you handle that too? Like a young Tom Cruise, I'm one of a few good men left. You want my proof? I'm so fresh. Heaven's only place left to fly to. You should try to do what I do. If you did, then. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine. Right, right. Remember the sandbox, little league ball, felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap. And Doc was more like Benny the Jet, no handy but yet. Pops tell us to drink up, like this will put some hair in your chest. That was before we knew how to stare at some breasts. But when you caught your first bad pair, that was the best. The first sight had me in it from jump. Thinking back to my first schoolboy crush Her little senorita that I call Serenina She made me crack a smile every time that I would see her Me and the boy Tyler thought who she gonna be with When she said me, I got a tingle in my penis with this week's very special episode of Dad Hard with the Podcast. It's like a Thanksgiving episode of the podcast. And I'm actually coming to you live from Thanksgiving. We actually just finished up day two of our Thanksgiving. We do Thanksgiving down with my wife's parents in Maryland. And the guests that I have on for the show today are very special because they are all members of my wife's family and therefore my extended family and family myself. So I, uh, I'm very happy that they agreed to do this with me, as reluctantly as it may have been. <laughs> but I'm very happy to, to do it. So I would like to introduce my wife's cousins that are here. Uh, Philip Brandt, Russell Brandt, Chris Reichert. How you guys doing? Thank you for doing it. Good, how are you? Thank you for doing it. I thought it would be cool to, to come on and talk to you guys because... Um, like we just talked about four seconds ago, this is my first like significant family holiday as a dad. Um, and it's been an interesting yet cool experience. And you guys have all been through this whole process a number of times. So I thought it'd be cool to, you know, since we're all family now to sit down and kind of talk about your experiences. If you remember the first time that you just did what I did, um, and it's also really cool because you guys have such a big, close-knit family. I don't necessarily have that, and I'm happy that I'm involved with you guys that do have that. So it's always nice for me to come and do this with you. Um, and uh, I thought it would be just cool to have a conversation. About right, a quick question is. for you. Yes, right? please. Your, your daughter is what? How many? Four months? She'll be four months tomorrow. Four months tomorrow. Yeah. So she's still very fragile. Yeah. Right? You're very protective. Yeah. Right? How do you feel? about all these different people that holding, have been drinking a lot that want to the hold, hold yeah. the baby. Yeah. Where uh, they all think they're up to it. <laughs> I, see, some of them are. <laughs> some of them are, but some, some of them, them aren't. No. Some, like, but they've all, they've all held babies Well, that's why, that's why it's comfortable for me. You know what I mean? Like, because everybody's, like, done this before. You guys are, like, experienced. I'm, like, less nervous about, like, you guys and everybody else holding the baby than yeah. for myself holding Drunk the baby. parents <laughs> holding babies are a part of life. It is. I was it's terrified. Every parent has been drunk holding babies. I don't babies. know. I, I, didn't, I never worried about that either. Really? Yeah, I mean... I don't want to say anything out of sorts, but there are some individuals that are here that I've seen, <laughs> I've seen like, almost fall down the stairs. Holding the baby? Yeah. <laughs> When my daughter was four months old, and I was, it wasn't actually, she would have been uh, coming here, she would have been, you know, 10 months ten old. Months yeah. Old, yeah. There were some people that I was like, uh, I'd, I'd go to my wife, I'd be like, hey, uh, don't let so and so hold the baby. But you were also the first. So, like, they weren't, with, with Holly, they nobody was experienced really in holding babies. With me, I'm like the last yeah. one. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, everybody, you know, Russell has two yeah, kids. Yeah, maybe it's because I was you know, the last. Phil has one, two yeah. kids, you I know, three I, kids. I know I'm not supposed to hold the baby. <laughs> I'm Why? well aware. Why? Because of because uh, he's always drunk. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, I was <laughs> when I when 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 Chris's wife uh, Kim when their baby was very young, one or two, Kim flew out to New Jersey to see me. Yeah, and I'm drink, driving her home from the airport with the baby. Yeah, with the baby. 
And so she was going to stay at our house. And we had the pack and play all set up and everything. And I'm driving, and I'm, like, totally getting lost from the airport. And I'm going the wrong way. I'm like, damn it. This was New pre cell phones, pre mass. Yeah, so, so afterwards, I'm coming to a toll, and I'm like, no, this is totally the wrong way. I'm making a U turn. And they're like, you can't make a U turn here. You got to go through the toll. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And so, like, I waited for all this traffic, and I made an illegal U turn, and cars are coming. And Kim's like, ah, what are you doing? There's a baby in the car. And I'm like, we're going to be fine. And I'm driving. And, and Kim starts saying the Shema. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> she saying the Shema in the car. Did it That's work? Funny. We well, live through here. it. You, you're, so you're safe. And for you viewers at home, the Shema is a Jewish prayer traditionally pl- said prior to death. Yes, yes that, that's true. That's true. So she, so, so she you can follow along. Petrified. All you goy at home it, it can must, follow along. It must be because of what, what Morgan said, the age. Because my kids, I'm the youngest in the in the family. And my kids, uh, I never <laughs> care about any of that by the time my kids are yeah, old. Yeah, like, I'm not caring about... What, what, so what me and Natalie are, what we're caring about is like... Like, like Kenneth's baby just left. And he's like sick. I know. So now, so now we just woke up Aurora, and Natalie was like, "Babe, nobody else can touch the baby for the rest of the time they're here because they were touching Kenneth's baby. Kenneth's baby is sick. Like that's what we were more worried yeah. about than like yeah, being like about drunk germs, and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's germs, like germs yeah. over here. What about just being elderly and dropping things? I saw a uh, lot of elderly sure. people tonight drop like plates of. Turkey. But they're not holding the baby. But they're not holding the baby. I saw some elderly people they're holding the baby. They're only allowed to hold the baby when they sit down. They, I guess. You know? um, I, I, I hope this conversation has been very beneficial. I would have been more worried than you were. I I mean, it makes, I mean, it makes sense. I, I feel you think, like... She's like a bumble. Well, I feel like I've she been bounces. a little bit more... Like a little bit more laid back than like most first-time dads are. Like just That's because... That's called drunk. I, I probably have been drunk most of the time through through fatherhood as well, but like you know, like I just feel like I'm a little bit more laid back. Like I never use like the bottle sterilizer. Like I was always like I'm just gonna wash these bottles by hand. You know what I mean? Like people like yell at me because you know I'm, not I'm gonna doing call that. you out on that. Is like earlier today, you like there was a bottle and you're like, well, what time was that bottle made? And someone's like, well, it's an hour and fifteen minutes ago, and you go, well, that's too long. <laughs> Can't, can't the use bottle a bottle. It's been mean. out for it's been out in public for an hour and fifteen well, minutes. Because, but that's because it goes sour. Does it? In an hour and fifteen minutes, Morgan. That's what they say. What's up? They say that. The, the people that make the bottles. The people that make the formula. It says on the, the Similac pe- bottle. The people selling you the formula. Do not give this to your baby after more than an hour. Yeah. I try to stretch it as long as I can, though. Like we were in the car. Can you the put it in the here. fridge? Yes. No. Once so once the baby like drinks from it, it can generate bacteria after an right. hour. Right. That's true. That's I've heard apparently that. I've heard that, what yeah. the deal is. Yeah. Is it true? I have no idea. No, but what you can make it in advance and put it in the fridge, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's that's fine. I thought you had to use room temperature water. You can, you're very emphatic you, about that. Yes, we made a special trip to CVS. I well. I didn't make a tri- special trip. I just don't trust the water coming out of the sink. That was here. the tap water, you know, not the, 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 the tap water. So I got the Gerber, the Gerber baby water instead, which I didn't know existed bump, until bump, I, I didn't know existed water. until I went and got it yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I always remember that it was I wanted it quieter. That was my problem. Yeah. So now I'm purposely being extra loud because your baby's here because I'm angry that nobody was quiet when my babies were young. That actually that's the biggest been the biggest problem is that like getting her to sleep here. Yeah. Has been because by the time my kids were born, you know, we were the they were the, they were the youngest, and so everyone else was older, and they wanted to party, and right. so like, and then we were staying at that point. We were all staying, staying in the house, and so it was always a big problem. How was so you that? you've kind of already you're you're kind of already past that because you're staying in a hotel. So oh it yeah, makes it a I've, lot I've, easier. I've never slept we were, in this house. They, so at this point, my kids one or my kids would be asleep because it's after eight, and I'd be running around room to room saying shh shh. Everywhere. Yeah. So how how is that with all of you having kids and sleeping in the house together? Because you until very recently all of you slept. Yeah. In, I mean you still, Chris, you 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 guys still stay here. You this is the first time. We no, just, you last year was the first time you didn't stay here. This right? has yeah, nothing to do with being a dad. Has nothing to do with being a dad. But the fact that uh, I get to spend the night a couple times a year with my wife in her high school bedroom, where the back of the door is painted purple. <laughs> And it has <laughs> diagonal red letters that say, spell out Leonard Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me happy. It makes me That's happy. Great. And all the rest of the hassle that goes around with that, like trying to keep the kids quiet and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't matter to me anymore because yeah. my kids are older. Yeah. Right. But uh, when Russell used to run around the house saying, shh, 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 I ran the house right behind him going, it, it, it. 
<laughs> so basically what he's doing, chanting to wake up the baby. Yeah. Now yeah. that I have a baby. It's payback. And baby's trying to sleep. I dig, dig it. I, that was cool. I agree. It was fun and there were cool, catchy things to say. But ultimately it's just, you know, the, the, the problem is that it was cool. But as the years go on, the beds and the furniture and everything else stays the same. So, yeah. you know, at that point it was 20-year-old beds. Now the beds are 30, 35 years old. So at some point, my wife was like, okay, I don't want to sleep in a 33-year-old bed anymore. So that, uh, I don't that blame her. Really I'm not even a little bit. Just, there's mean, no spring left. There's no, you know, no, no pillow. She like has, the 25-year-old like like plastic seats that yes. I broke immediately upon yeah. getting here and trying to a, feed. It was more a comfort and size thing. And so, just yeah. easier. How is, did, did all of you stay in this house yes. with your kids at one point for Thanksgiving? Sure. Yeah. And when, I mean, you, say, when you say house... You mean early 1970s townhouse? Yes, that's true. In La yeah. La Land, yes. Maryland. In, yes. Well, yes. it's it's a what? It's a wonderful a four, land It's a four bedroom, so it's it's you know it's a townhouse, but there's lots of rooms. They're all small. And actually, it has a full apartment downstairs. And there, yeah, there's yeah, there a there big. A... Ba- oh, right. Not only we all stay, but also other in-laws would stay too. Well, now yeah, my my in-laws and yeah. there were times where there'd be 20, 24 people staying in this house. That's crazy. That many? There's like yeah, a tenement. There's yeah. like a tenement. Yeah. <laughs> And then I remember that, like, we if we stayed till Sunday, the minute someone left on Saturday, we'd be like, ah, now we can spread out. You know, now we have, like, t- 25 square feet per person instead Our of 20. Our family of five used to stay in my uh, wife's old high school bedroom. She was telling me that. Yeah. Our whole family of five. That's why she was okay there. with us putting the pack and play in there. She no. was like, this is great. Yeah, we, the pack and play. we had a pack and play, two foam mattresses, and a double bed, and I was, like, styling. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was fun. It's fun. Yeah, I'm, so, you had I'm to have, sure. You had a sign-up sheet for the shower. Oh, yeah. Because there is only one shower here. Well, there's I know two. there's, there's, there's another one, but I wouldn't use that one. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, it's the master we can, shower. We can get into that mm-hmm. later. <laughs> yeah. It's not my thing. So, as far as being a dad, yeah. Morgan, what's your favorite thing about it? Oh, man. You flipped my coin. This is, this is what you flipped the podcast on me. I love this. this no, is I'm amazing. just asking a question. I've, I've I, listened to several of your podcasts. I not it. all of them, okay, but I've listened fine. to a lot of them. That's fine. It's what is your, what's your really your favorite thing? About being a dad. I, and I'll tell you it's, mine. It's the ability to podcast about it. Well, that's obviously. number one. No, it but isn't. No, really. <laughs> the main one is, is I love, I love taking stream. her out of her swaddle in the morning or after a nap because I feel like she's, that's the happiest moment yeah. that she has in a day is when you take her out of the swaddle and she just shoots her arms up like and this. She's like and she releases just her own inner energy. Yeah, exactly. After she's had a good sleep. And she has a good sleep yeah. and she like recognizes your face. She like knows it's you. She's like happy. And she doesn't even know she's got morning breath. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. And she puts her hands right in her mouth and then tries to and touch me on my full face. Full diaper. Full, full wet pee diaper. It's just smelling like pee for half the night. Like, but that's my favorite thing is, is taking her out of the swaddle in the morning and like seeing her face just like light up. Like really, that. my favorite part was always when the baby was crying and crying and crying and she wouldn't stop and my wife's holding her and then I hold her and she immediately stops crying. Then I give a dirty look to my wife and hold up my finger. <laughs> I'm number one. And say, a lot you know. <laughs> That's actually my worst, my least favorite part, is when she's crying, crying, and I'm holding her. And then my wife takes her and she stops crying. And I'm just like, shit. Oh, that's never happened to me. I just, yeah, you, 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 <laughs> you, you did make the claim other dads. last night that you've never made a baby cry. That's true. Yeah. That's, no, that's, I used to have when I was... A, I mean, I've had babies, like, just come up to me in the supermarket and just, like, hold up their arms and say, ah, and they just they want me to pick them up. Yeah, I don't know. And, I, you know, sometimes the mom says that you think, you know, that the baby is just feels like any male is, like, their dad. Yeah. You know, that they can't distinguish. But I remember one time I came home, many, many, many years ago, but I came home and there was, like, this baby. My mom had some friends visiting from another country, so they didn't even speak English. Oh, God. I can't remember where they were from, but they didn't speak English, and certainly the baby did. And the baby was just sitting there on the couch all by itself. And I just walked into the house and I just sat down. And the baby, well, I guess it wasn't that. I mean, it was a toddler. The toddler just like jumped up out of the couch and just ran over to me and started hugging me. And it was very odd. But I don't know. But, but one time this woman from Japan. Was that your favorite parenting moment? Yeah. <laughs> my favorite parenting was with another child. And then it was like, back to Russia. No English. <laughs> it was a person. From another family. Yeah. He doesn't speak my language, but they were sitting She actually did. She actually I have a couch in my house. She actually, so we have couches yeah. in Yeah. She did know two English words only, actually. What? She whispered in my ear, help me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But one time, actually, when I was 
younger. Um, this woman who worked for Jimbery, not the Jimbery retail store, but the Jimbery play, place, play, the, the, play, play zone. Yeah. the place where we have a yeah. stupid fake. Yeah, and I told party. her this story, and she said, "Oh yeah, absolutely." She goes, "I'd hire you for Jimbery in a second. She goes, well, "You have the type of energy." She said, "She like said that. because you have what kids like. Yeah, kids like someone who has a round face, a, a low <laughs> voice, and speak directly. Yeah, and are not overly, you know, tall. She just liked tall or short, whatever. She likes physical." And the the tone of my timber of my voice, she said, is like what babies are. And did to. you take the job? Well, she could have. Did nice that started house. my Jimbery empire. <laughs> well, did you? Did that? Do you think that all helped you with raising your own kids? Oh, or just ab- other Russian kids. No, that no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't have that aura, but I do have a trick that I've now taught my my little my adolescent kids that Please. the way the way you with stranger this. babies is that you know when you're on a plane or something and a baby will like peek over the seat at you and like you're know, kind of looking around at the beginning of the plane flight you just make like a crazy face like just a, don't let the parent see but just make a crazy face for the baby let the baby see it or the toddler and you know it works up to like age six and you make a crazy face and then the kid is you know enamored with you and then you just go back to normal that's it for the rest of the flight you act normally you just do it but one the time. baby or the toddler will be looking back at you every you know minute for the rest of the flight so 60 times an hour and then that's how you get a baby to like you and then the mom is like after a few times the mom's like you know, embarrassed that the baby's looking back at you because she doesn't know why the baby's looking back at you. But the babies instantly love you. And so I taught my 13-year-old to do that And so because she loves babies yeah. and sometimes babies don't care about her. So now that she knows that trick, like all the babies love her and want to like look at her throughout every flight or every car ride or something. Wait, did that help you with your kids? Did you, when you make crazy faces at them? Well, I don't think that helped me like with you? my kids, but I definitely, you know, sometimes, sometimes I did, I guess I learned that from from raising the kids because sometimes like for instance when a kid one time i remember we were in houston at my sister's house with with our first baby and for some reason she was just crying hysterically i don't know if you were there but kim was there my older sister and the baby was just crying hysterically she wouldn't stop we didn't know what was wrong she wasn't yeah. hungry she wasn't tired but it was like the worst crying she's had and she, maybe she was nine months old and she just wouldn't stop crying and we didn't know what to do yeah it was terrible and so we like took her outside maybe to calm her down so she'd be a little quieter and she wouldn't stop so finally like kim just came out with like she had like a big spider puppet and she like just showed the baby all of a sudden it kind of like scared her and it like stopped her and so that like weird startling thing like yes, jump started her out of that yep. so i think that it kind of grew a little bit from that that like you know we tried everything normal like show right. the baby the toy give them milk there's nothing work but the weird abnormal thing that yeah. was crazy and out of character snap the baby out of it so yeah. that kind of thing on a lower level it works for little kids sure. like that they, they, and i still find the thing that like works with with aurora a lot right is like when you when we like do something like weird and like crazy yeah if she's not like responding to anything whether she's crying or not but like if you just do like like bah! and she like loves she like lights up and like loves it it really right. like changes their entire demeanor because right, right. it's just something like a curveball being thrown at them and they're like wait how do i right, what right. do i do here and it Kind exactly. of like reworks the wires in their brain, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's unexpected, and it's yeah. like it's ha- and unexpected things are, you know, as long as they're not scared. You know, I'm not saying scare the baby, of but, course. You know, as long as they're not scaring, they like. That. Of course, so just, like it's just kind of like to briefly rearrange the circuits in their right, brain right. to kind of get them into another wavelength. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, which is which is cool. So, Chris, what about your crazy face story? You, you did you make crazy faces at babies or? No, I think uh, you know. Okay. You're more serious. <laughs> I am crazy. Chris will like pull them aside and have a serious talk about them with like a six month old. But I think that also works as well. It does I not. Think work. Kids like repeti- <laughs> I think kids like repetition. Yeah, it's and the low. Just like calmness. watching, like uh, when when my kids were little, there was a show on called Blues Clues, mm-hmm. and they're like Dora the Explorer, right? They sing the same theme music like every ninety seconds. They're, right. They're, Blues, clothes, blues, clothes. And just keep doing the same thing. They substitute thing. one word, but you can't really tell if you're a kid. It's like the <laughs> yeah, same, the same yeah. thing. Kids yeah. are like, the repetition is what they really like. So I try to find something that a kid likes and mm-hmm. then just repeat it over and over and over again until it becomes like our special thing. Like tonight with some of the other uh, grandkids that were here. Because there were stuff. a lot of kids here. I did not expect for that many babies to be here. No, there's a lot. And like yeah, some there were of like them, five or six. Yeah, some of them have got a thing where like there's things that they know, like doing a fist bump and making it explode or 
something like that. I feel like you're good. You're a good fist bump, bump exploder guy. Yeah, or like slap, shoot, kaboot. What's that? Slap, shoot, kaboot. kaboot. Ah. Oh, it's like hand signs, yeah. You know, different That's things great. like that, or like uh, instilling high five, early in up high, down, down low, low yeah. cut the pickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> Kids love that shit. You yeah. do the same thing over and over and over again. They're like, again, again, yeah. again, yeah. again, yeah. again, again. And then all of a sudden, you're like... Even guy, up to age 10. Yeah. I think at 11, they stop liking the repetitive. But certainly up to 10, they like it still. Well, I think at 11, they just like kind of stop liking their parents for a little no, bit. No, they kind of just, just like want to be off on their own. I mean, no, there's some like, of that. You know, like, there's for, some of for that. For example, your older daughter uh, this weekend... I think that she was honestly looking forward to making the mashed potatoes. Yes, she likes cooking. Yeah, because yeah. like it, it like uh, she, she was must... very serious about the chives, about putting the chives in the mashed very potatoes. Very serious. I about was, that. I was like, I was like, no, no, okay. I know she peeled, she peeled six pounds of potatoes, Jesus. which in the army is a punishment. <laughs> yes, right. If you're in the army and they're like, you got to peel six pounds of potatoes, you're like, what did I do wrong? And like, <laughs> well, your buckle wasn't shiny enough. You didn't shine yeah. your shoes. She's like. I'm ready to peel. Well, that's that's her personality. And then, like at she the, at the end stuff. of it, she goes, "I got my peeling skills on." I'm, I'm like, point, yes, baby, you you're on point. <laughs> that's great. Anything she could make a meme out of, even if it's like six hours of work, if she can say that it's a meme at the end, she's, she's yeah, down that's with that. Like that Is she, she actually of making memes? You know, to an extent, she already has the potatoes down. Yeah. She, no, she likes cooking. Like when she she's old enough to stay home. Like when her school's closed for conference day or something, yeah. she'll just stay home all day. Now usually I'll like come meet her for lunch or, or leave early or something. But most of the day she can stay home. Yeah. So we'll say, well, what are you going to do today? She's like, I don't know. I might make some pumpkin bread. So we come home. She has like made four loaves of pumpkin bread. Wow. She's That's... like, what do you want for lunch, Dad? I made tuna tetrazzini. And yeah. Russell's like, I don't like tuna tetrazzini. <laughs> she's like, well, I also made turkey pot pies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where does she get the cooking from? Do you like? Do you and Ellen both like cook a lot? Or I mean, is that just something she, she got? We probably around? sparked it in her, but she's really taken it on her own. YouTube is the answer, I guess. Yeah, YouTube. I, it seems to be the answer for a lot of things yeah. that kids like these days. Yeah. But we encourage it. We, yeah. Ellen likes watching. I think that it will probably you know watching the cooking shows yeah. and helping us cook. But I mean, it's it's her own interest. We kind of, you know, in just life, you get exposed to all the different things and whatever they cling to, we encourage it. So we encouraged it and sure. helped her. And then, you know, when they were young, so her neighbor, who's now moved, but one of her friends who was a neighbor also liked to cook. And so the two of them would cook. And Ellen would like, when they were younger, she would stay in the kitchen with them. And so she would just be in there just to help with the oven. But she wouldn't do anything except help the oven or help with the peeling or whatever they gotcha. needed. And so they kind of, she kind of helped them along the way. Yeah, so, like, the give them a transition. Years, the past couple of years, all I've done is say, okay, you peel these. I'll cut them in half. We'll yeah. boil them. When they're done boiling, I'll pour off the water. You mash the well, hell I mean, out of them. Age, and I'll put in a couple sticks of that butter. That must be great for you because you and Kim are the most of the cooking. I don't have to do a freaking thing. <laughs> That's great. I, it's, like, it's like I've got the best sous chef in the world. <laughs> And she's energetic and enthusiastic and excited. Well, so when middle schools, we always made I, the kids. I'd like, to, I'd like her to move in. <laughs> we make we always made the kids lunches for school, and then when she started middle school a few years ago, she said, "I want to make my own lunch." She said, "Great!" So she started waking up making her own lunch. Wow. So she makes her own lunch, and since and then she did it all year. And then when she started seventh grade, she said. I don't think I want to make my own lunch this year. And Alan and I looked at each other. We said, "No, sorry, <laughs> you are you're committed. making your own lunch now." You October. So, so anyway, so then she got into it again. So midway through seventh grade, when her younger daughter, younger sister, was in fourth grade, she started making her lunch too. What? And she was making the bulk of both of their lunches. And then toward the end of seventh grade, I walked down one night after you know after dinners, you know, getting almost ready for bedtime and I, the oven's on. And I noticed that she is cooking chicken. And I said, what are you doing? She's like, I'm cooking chicken for my, and my younger sister's lunch tomorrow. What? I was like, okay, that's impressive. Wait, so that's like, you're, it's like you're the third parent in yeah. the house now, which is phenomenal. I think so now. Yeah. So she's always like cooking and just loves doing that. Now I think she just makes her own and we make the young, my younger daughter's lunch, but she just loves cooking. That's great. Yeah. Like future in cooking yet, or like did she just like like well, a hobby? It's now? a hobby, yeah. yeah. She claims she wants to be a doctor, so oh, okay, that a makes doctor sense. Doctor or sous it's, chef, it's yeah. the same thing. Doctor it's chef, a, you're exactly. equally good, equally in good. God's eyes. But she already knows which pays what pays the bills. No, so. That's a good point. <laughs> cooking, that's what pays right, the bills. Cooking, yes. <laughs> Clearly, um, <laughs> speak of the, what to do in the future, chef. Yeah. Emily, Phil, you got a daughter going to college. That's right. How do you feel about this? So. How do you feel about that? 
Are you going to be sad when she it's, leaves? It's better than not going to college. Are you? You think you're going to be emotional when she goes to college? No. But, Karen, but your wife will be. Am I lying? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I will be either. It's a little I mean, ways I'll off. I mean, I'll be emotional. He said he's lying about. I know. I know. I don't think I'm saying I don't think I will be either. But I don't think I will be. But maybe I'll change my I think, mind. I think you will not be emotional when my daughter goes to college. Yes, <laughs> I will be. But, you know, one of my favorite photos of my family. Were you? You're the one, so you're the one with experience. So were you emotional when the kids left home for college? Yeah. The whole family. He's, the mo- he's a little bit more of an emotional guy, though. He's serious, uh, but he's I emotional. <laughs> I feel when, like he's a sappy guy. I am. Yeah. When, when, uh, when we took the whole family of five, took my daughter to take her to college, and it was all kind of okay. You know, we're meeting the roommate and all that kind of stuff, and uh, my wife is, like, making a big deal out of trying to put shelf paper down and stuff like that to make everything be clean or whatever in her crap dorm room that was very expensive. (laughs) But, uh, you know, on the last day when it was time to say goodbye and drive away, the place that we had gotten a parking spot was outside of the child care center, which is for the university's uh, employees' kids. So it's like a daycare for the university employees' kids. And there's these signs that say, uh, park here to leave your child. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> right? So we're, we park there. That's just leave, coincidence? To, yeah. To leave our child. And the boys, uh, where our daughter was like a third parent, um, because she's so much older than me. Still is like a third parent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, the three of them... Um, the they, wife, your wife, and two sons, were got emotional. You saying? No, my oh. daughter. Go on. Oh, she wasn't. She was in the car. No, my daughter and my two sons hugged outside this oh, leave okay. your child here yeah. right, sign. And um, <laughs> I'm crying right now. Yeah. All three of them are crying. Oh, yeah. Kim, it, you can it's cry the closest when hug I've ever seen three people give each other. Wow! Did, and it was like. It was very, very difficult Did to anyone drive say back from Nashville to Houston with the two boys. Did anyone Jesus. say the they, were, they were that broken up about it. Oh, it was like, <laughs> yeah. they liked her more than they liked us, for God's sake. <laughs> she was yeah. a much better parent. She was the one that, like... Your youngest I'm, son was always very attached to her, like, when she would, you know... Yeah, well, well they'd get, get up early in the morning on Saturdays, and, you know, God bless Holly for doing this, but Kim and I would want to, like, sleep in at least till, like, nine... And uh, Holly would get up. Holly would get up with the boys and play. Yeah. Um, like school, or she had That's those great. little uh, on the weekends. You mean? Yeah, she, they had those like uh, McDonald's Dalmatians from 101 Dalmatians that came from Happy Meals. Yeah. So they had a million of these little Dalmatians, and they would play the Dalmatians thing. And Holly would be like the teacher of the Dalmatians, and Jack, who could talk, sort of. Yeah. Would be like one of the Dalmatians, and all Nathan was allowed to do was hold the littlest Dalmatian and make barking noises. <laughs> That's all he was allowed in their play. But they did it every Saturday, so Kim and I could sleep in, and then we get up and come down and make breakfast for him and everything like that. But oh yeah, that that first Saturday when your kid learns how to turn the TV on by themselves and quietly watch TV is is a good Saturday. Oh <laughs> yeah, I have way too long before that happens. I, I tell you what, envision that. I tell you what, when it's not to, that long. If you, you put, you you put down early. a bunch of uh, limitations on them and you tell them you can only watch this much TV, blah blah blah, they'll go down. Like Nathan, we would hear Nathan run. He oh. wasn't trying to sneak downstairs. He would <laughs> run downstairs. Like if I run down there fast enough, I'm going to be able to lie on the because, couch. Because Right. TV See, for a all bets are off on Saturday morning. There's out, no right? limits. He'd yeah, run down at 5.30 in the morning, put it on the TV, would be like, I just heard Nathan go downstairs. <laughs> I can still like, do that. They'll be watching right. a show and I tell them it's bedtime and then when we're in bed, I say, listen, you can't watch the end of that show. I'll say, I'll say okay, I'm going to record the end of the movie. So it's, an, it's a two-hour movie. Watch one hour. There's an hour left and we've got to go to bed. And I said, listen, you have school tomorrow. You can't just wake up at 5 a.m. and run downstairs and watch the end of that movie. No movie before school. Because they will. Of course. They, they don't care. They'll be exhausted in school, but as long as they got to watch the end of that Disney Do they have movie. phones yet where they can like, just watch it on their phones? The older one does. Does she do that? Does she like just sit? Because I, I feel like kids now just well, like, we have, sit in bed and like watch it on their we phone. We let her do that, but she's not allowed to have the phone in bed. Okay. At, you know, at bedtime, she has to put the phone away. So she okay. doesn't have the phone all night. 
Uh, but yeah, but, but so are you going to put one will. of those? Are you going to put one of those chips? No. In your daughter, like a potato chip in her mouth? Maybe no, 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 some no, point, like one, no. Of, one of those like little chips. No, 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 like, no. That, no you I'm like freaking out. Here, your wife did that already. No, she definitely didn't. She didn't even know anything about <laughs> Does that. Does Natalie have a chip? I, she should. It doesn't matter. Once you get the kid the phone, it will never leave their side. So they basically have a chip anyway. Yeah, as long as you have like a find my iPhone, I feel like it'll be. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I do this and I talk to like dads every week, and like the number one thing that like dads like says about like they say about what they should do with their is like put a GPS tracker on something that their kid uses all the time, whether it's a stroller or a bottle or you know like their favorite toy, so that like you can like find it at all times like there should be like a find my iphone for every piece of apparatus that you could possibly lose but once they're in middle school or high school you just have the iphone well for sure then you can just find the iphone and you don't need any other yeah. find my yeah. anything else type of things which is makes it a little bit easier yeah does technology like make it easier or more difficult for you you guys i mean you guys your kids are much older i don't have to worry about that yet but like does it make it easier to parent or keep keep tabs or control of your kids or does it like make it a lot more difficult well you know what one thing that we never do is what my parents did which is like stay up till two in the morning biting our fingernails because we can just we can just look at the phone and go oh <laughs> you know nathan is at oh, his girlfriend's house oh, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine yeah. whatever he'll, yeah. he'll come home eventually yeah. yeah yeah i mean my kids aren't old enough for that i mean the the I like, I mean, it's, 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 it's a good and bad, I'd say, technology, because my wife is a little more tech-averse than me. I've always been much more into it than she is. But, you know, the good is that, like I was talking about earlier, like, an, you know, my daughter's become a cook because of it. But right. they do watch too much, you know, and, sure. and so they, I think my kids are a little younger, and so I'm not so worried about where they are yet, but that'll come, I guess, yeah. but. More just and the problem now is just they're just overloading on TV. They're overloading sure. on YouTube. They're, I don't think they're watching anything appropriate. It seems like they pretty much are watching appropriate things. It's just the amount. Yeah, for sure. Because the it's at their fingertips all time. They can get. And it's it like you know. So we make sure they do their homework. We make sure they eat. They make sure they do all this and that. But there's still you know four hours left in the day. So they just they would just watch TV for those four hours. For sure. But you kind of actively have to go and try and stop it a little. But the older they get, the harder it gets. I think. Yeah, I'm sure. What about Emily? Did you have a problem with your older daughter with that? Watching too much TV, too much phone? Or be, yeah, or just being on the phone or with I technology mean, most? There are both, as you say, there are pros and cons of yeah. technology. And my kids utilize none of the pros. <laughs> so it is only a con. But they do No, say, I mean... The schoolwork is all on the internet now. My son, Easy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to school yeah, in a course. very long time. Of like, course, everything's online and the grades are... You know, like posted everything's online, and, and so can they like, like be time. doing their homework from their phones now? Yes, yes. Well, I mean, I mean, how are you gonna write? You can if you want to type an essay on your phone. No, right? no, no, not type an essay, but I mean, like you're not you gonna know. answer your. No, you're gonna do a worksheet. I mean, it's hard to do math problems on your phone. You can, you know, I mean, because yeah. they go online on Google Docs and do it. But if you want to use Google Docs on your tiny little phone, how are you gonna do that? You know. But now, there are the there are times when an will be on her phone. Do, my, my older daughter will be on her phone doing and say, "I'm doing my homework." Anyway, I mean, Did you believe her? Yeah. Okay. You know, my son is only terrible with the internet, but my daughter, yeah. um, uh, no, it's just become like hyper, hyper. I mean, she doesn't overload on television and like all that shit that my younger son does. Yeah. She, she doesn't get sidetracked. So what is she overloading she, on? What is she overloading on is. Is just too much, just too much information and too much competition. Yeah, you know? mm. and she wants. I mean, she's like comparing her art with with like this guy who's twenty two and lives in Germany, and she's saying, gotcha. "I suck. Look at this guy. He's brilliant, and the guy is fucking great, but he's in Germany, right? And Constantly. he's like, and he's like an internet star, and he's like one of the best artists in the world. So she's competing against Germany. There's another girl who she loves who's in London, you know, who's like this." incredible artist and they got this full scholarship and she's not aspiring to be these people it's kind of yeah she wants no she's comparing herself with these people she's not i'm like you know so she's comparing herself with like all these world-renowned people you know so it's like an international and you know and you know what she was totally into totally into is that they it was like a thing that people were opening up their acceptance letters and for college and like recording it did she do that no she didn't uh but she um 
but it makes. But she was wanting. She was like hooked on it on watching other people. Were they sometimes opening them up and they were bad news? Or do they only record the good? Only put on the well. They post what they want to post. No, no. Some of them are, but some of them are. Well, the problem is you watch that. The kids watch it and think everyone is getting only good news. News, of course, right? So even when you know they're not going to post bad news, you still see only good news. It's a pick and choose. It's a pick. Like like my son says. Like look, when you were when you were when you were a kid and you watched like famous people, like famous musicians, and you're like, look, there's Mick Jagger. That's what I want to do. He's really rich. Let me do that. And then, you know, and it's like, well, he's one in a gazillion. Yeah. But you're like, no, he's not. There's a hundred other people like him. I'm like, well, there are a hundred in a gazillion. Right. My son's like, why should I get a job? I could just be a, uni- a internet, a YouTube star. Right. And I'm like, you're not going to be. He goes, those guys are rich. They're making millions of dollars. And I'm like, that's true, but that's not going to happen. Why not? So, you know, and it's like, so for, for her, to translate that to her, is like she's watching people opening acceptance letters. Nobody's posting their freaking acceptance to Rutgers. Right. They're all pro- they're like I got into Yale, right? I got into Columbia, you know. Nobody's posting like I got into East Bumfuck, <laughs> you know. I got into Ohio State, woo, yeah. which is actually not bad. But um, you know, so she's like, you know, so she's like down on herself. You know, I I have actually heard that that is because, quite a bad school. <laughs> Ohio okay. State, yeah, it's I, actually the highest rated. I've never as, heard as anything he, good says, about it. As really? he says that sitting here with a Michigan sweatshirt on. It's one of the highest. Oh, a oh, poor example, I might say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. how do you how do you feel? About hashtag it? go blue. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, hashtag what? <laughs> so it's just made her hyper competitive about yeah. everything. You know, yeah. like the, 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 whatever that's, she does, that's, that's whatever she does is not good enough. Yeah, that's, for sure. You that's know? especially a problem for girls. I think. I, yeah. I think so. Also, yeah. Because the, the women, women, I mean, women, but not just girls, girls, but it's you know teenage girls, especially they, they're yeah young teenage girls. They're so competitive with each other anyway. Yeah, yeah. it you doesn't. The mean? internet makes it worse. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm like I'm like like all these yeah. things. I'm like petrified. That's like a horror story that I'm like now petrified for yeah. her to be like well, 18, just, 19 when she gets yeah, it's to that hard. age and doing you that. Have you have to know? talk to them. She's gonna be extremely confident. Your daughter's gonna be extremely confident because you and your wife are both very very. Elderly. And and because of this podcast. <laughs> <Elderly>. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, I'm sitting here with a cane and a walker. <laughs> so you've got a lot. You've got generations of wisdom. To it's wisdom. On. That's what it is. <laughs> no, I think that an hour ago was bad. But now that you have the this wisdom, things, yeah, things I, are this looking is, up. This, this is why I started the podcast. Right. So I can have, get wisdom from people beyond my years or that are like ahead of me to like, you know, just talk about these types of things, you know? But also, I heard a rumor that this is going to be the most downloaded and listened to podcast. Yes, because in my wisdom, I can also see the future, yeah. and the future told me that this yeah. is going to be the best one ever. I've managed, I have managed to go this entire podcast without giving, burning your kid with a lit cigarette. <laughs> As a parenting tip, I was I was very shocked. I was so you close. That up yet. I was <laughs> so close. You should do that or should not do that. Well, I mean, if you want to let them know who's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So Phil, Emily's going to college, but Holly's getting married. Shit. How are you feeling as uh, a dad? Kid getting married, the daughter getting married. I feel like it's especially big and like grandiose when it's your daughter versus I mean I'm sure it's special when it's your son too not like I know either but you know like when it's your daughter I feel like I that's a more yeah there's something else there's an extra bit of something there he's been around for a long time and the, uh, the, the son-in-law yeah the be. future son-in-law he's been around for a long time and since he's been school. out of jail many years now yes, yes. and uh, he's like he's been like he's gone upstairs and played video games with his future younger brothers-in-law going on eight years now or something yeah. like that. He's very helpful in the kitchen. Yeah, he was. He was, he was getting put in war pool. He's, put he's, in, the, he's in the family football pool. Yes. Oh, really? He's in the family I'm not even in the family football pool. Well, he can make guacamole from scratch. Oh, my God. We right? usually eat Northwestern. Uh, not really. Yes. He's, he's a cheerful young man, and I'm happy to have him be part of the family. Well, that's great. Yeah, but how does it... The question is, how, how does, does it, it make you feel that Holly is getting, getting married? married? Yeah. Is, or is it more about who she's marrying, indeed? Now, you know, to be honest with you, I've always been in a rush uh, where I felt like, you know, my parents' generation... My parents got married when they were 20. Yeah. They had three kids by the time they were 26. They had grandkids by the time they were, like, 52. Jeez. How old were you when you got married? Uh... 
28. And and how old were you when you got married? You were also that age, right? Well, let me just say that I met my wife. Yeah. I dated her exclusively since I was 22. Right. So whenever, whatever. I mean, when we well, got married. Well, my point is, what's I want to. I, I want to. Since 22. I want to yeah. go to my grandkids' uh, little league games. Yeah. So I'm glad my daughter's getting married. Yeah. And let me tell you this. When we go and we talk about the person that she's getting married to, yeah. one of the things that I put out there as far as that I'm in favor of, right, yeah. was for Westbury Little League where he played, which is just south of Bel Air where my kids played. That's uh, in Houston. Yeah, it's not as competitive. I'm not going to pr- pretend Westbury's good, but they're not as good as Bel Air is where my kids <laughs> play. But they're, they're okay. I mean, they're not the worst, right? Yeah. They're pretty good. And uh, for four years in a row, he was the overall number one draft pick every single year. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's some good genes. And he's a small kid, right? He was so, the number one draft pick in a shitty, shitty town. No, no, <laughs> it's not league. shitty. Not shitty. They put... Bubba Crosby played there. He played for the Yankees. I mean, it's not like where the Fresh you know, fresh Prince is from. No. <laughs> but it's good. I'm just saying. Uh, and he was also a really good soccer player. I've got high hopes. My daughter okay. was a good soccer player. I've got high hopes for watching their kids play youth sports. And now that they're both settled back in Houston, yeah. I'm excited for them to get married, and I would like them to get on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the Little League. It's, all, it's all about the Little League. That's what it does. I'll that. sponsor their freaking t-ball team. I'm all about it, yo. I want to watch my <laughs> grandson play baseball. So you don't even care about the wedding. It's you just football. care about the grandkids. I would like to see some procreation. Get get a head start. <laughs> Is that so, your go-to sport, baseball, not football? Uh, I don't, I, Holly's not going to let her kids play football. Look at the size yeah. of her husband. I think that um, in the grand scheme of things, I think that as much as I want to watch my grandchildren play youth sports, regardless of what sport it is, I think my kids want me to watch their kids play youth sports. I agree with that 100%. As much as I do. I agree with that 100%. I, I think that that's like, that's only something that like I am very into or would be into. Um, you know, especially if my like dad was bigger in my picture, that would definitely be something that I would like be loving to have be the case. Um, because I think that that's, that's cool. You get to have your parents well, watch did, did the next you, generation of what they watched you do. Did you play like, youth sports? No, I went to youth church. My dad was a pastor, so I went to church every day and sang in the choir. And so you didn't do any Little League or anything like that? No, because you had to pay for that. My dad made a loan grand. <laughs> every year? <laughs> yeah. That's good. You did you did soccer, right, when you were I a kid? I played a lot of sports, yeah. Well, not a lot. I didn't play any <laughs> No, I played baseball and soccer. I was terrible. Yeah. It's funny because I both of your sons are very athletic. And neither, neither one of them has ever sang in a church choir or played handbells. <laughs> or, or, or ever even gone on a, a Appalachian service project to help poor people Thanks put in it. indoor plumbing. I well, soccer that's just bad That's what I did every Which, summer. No wonder you're such a good guy, though. Helping that's like good for your soul. You're helping people. There's a balm in Gilead that heals the sensic soul, Mo. Do you not know that? <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, um, you asked me the question before. I ask it everybody I have on the show, so I'm going to ask all three of you individually. Oh, so with a you. closing sentence. I'll start with you, Phil. What's your favorite thing about Ice being cream. a dad? Ice cream. Oh, no. What, what, what? What's your favorite thing or favorite experience about being a dad? Ice cream, yeah. I do like the ice cream. My favorite thing or favorite experience about being a dad? Um, I'll go first. All right, all right. I'll come back. Circle back. I like teach. I like uh, watching them grow and and learning and and learning about their likes and dislikes and and watching them, you know, grow into their own things that they love to do. But I also like teaching them the things I like. Yeah, and I love it when they like the things I like. I don't force it on them. But when my kids um, are in the back of the car and we're just in traffic and it's just 
rush hour and they scream dad it's rush hour put on some rush that is just <laughs> my favorite thing in the world and then i put on rush and they love the songs they sing along that's amazing so i love i like to nurture their own interests but i like when they when they when they align with mine i think that's so cool that's great that's really great the rush hour listening to rush thing is yeah so one of my favorite up, things my, my younger daughter came up with that so. that's hilarious that's awesome chris I think my favorite thing about being a parent has been watching the kids uh, discover things and see things for the first time and point them out to me, right? And put them <laughs> But out you to already me. know them. Yeah, but like... Uh, but through like, their eyes, it's different. I know. My daughter My daughter is 24 now. Her, her first word wasn't really a word. It was woof. When she, when she <laughs> would see a little dog and you'd be carrying her and she'd see a little dog, she'd go, woof, woof. And she was obsessed with like seeing dogs and stuff like that, and was like pointing at them, pointing at them, going, "Dat, dat, dat." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. It's a dog." And she go, "Woof, woof." I'm like, "You are so right, Holly. <laughs> Thank you so much." I didn't right? know that before. But that notion that when they when they see something for the first time, yeah. they think it's really cool, and they yeah. point it out to you like they're yeah. sharing it with you, yeah, like they're teaching you something. That's my favorite thing. That's awesome. That's a good one. I like that one. We're back to you, Phil. All right. Well, this is going to sound very superficial. But, <laughs> Your um, favorite thing is burning a kid with a lit cigarette? <laughs> uh, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a cigarette. A pot poker. <laughs> um, you know, I to, know, to, to preface what I'm going to say, you have to just know a little about me. And that is I'm one of those people who just despises celebrating mediocrity. You know, I mean, if you want to be mediocre, okay, don't, but just don't celebrate it. Um, so my favorite things from a kid is when they achieve something. I mean, every parent wants their kids to achieve something great. Yeah. But it's all relative. I mean, nobody can sure. be like, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing in the world. You know what I mean? But to whatever extent that is, I mean, if they're the star of their team, you know, then that's like a, a, a big thing. So I like to see my kids, when my kids do something exceptional, like when my daughter gets 100 yeah. You know, and she was like, I'm the only one in my class who got 100. I'm like, good job. So, like, so that's my favorite thing. Like, and I, I'd say for my daughter, it's, uh, well, there's been many things. But, but like, like two weeks ago, she um, had an interview, like a personal interview with a college that she really wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was, and she was, like, nervous about it and everything. And she went on this interview and... Did I tell you? I think I told you. And when the interview was over, there was like a bunch of kids waiting to be interviewed. The person who interviewed her pulled me aside and said, can I speak to you in the back? And I said, okay. And so we went like to the back of the office and she goes, your daughter is exceptional. Wow. And I'm like, really? And she, and she said, she is an exceptional kid. And, wow. and her art is unbelievable. And I don't say that. And she goes, and I don't really like to tell this to parents. And she basically said she's in the college. And wow. she said, she said, oh, she can get into any college she applied to. That's what she told me. Wow. And I was like, wow. And she, when my daughter was interviewing with her, she, she said, why are you applying to this school? Like, it was a state school? And she's like, I don't know. It was like a backup. And she goes, you don't need a backup. <laughs> That's what she told her. Wow. So, like, that was, like, really, like, so, you know, I mean, it wasn't an Ivy League. You know, it wasn't Harvard. So, I mean, someone who got to Harvard was better. Whatever. But what I'm saying, but still, it was exceptional. Of like, course. Right? And, my, and my son... He, you know, he's a, he's a little kid, but he is so damn, like, wise, and it's annoying because anytime we tell him to do something, he outwits us, and it's like, <laughs> damn it, you know? So, like, he wants, like, like for one thing he said is, is I, I play the piano badly, and it takes me a long time to learn how to play every song because I can't read music, and if I could just read, I could just play it, but yeah. instead I, like, sit there and struggle for weeks and weeks and weeks trying to memorize it, and I said to myself, I said, damn it, if I could just, if I could just read, then I won't have to put in all this work but I said but it takes a long time to learn how to read it's hard Yeah. and he goes so you have to put in a lot of time to learn how to play so you don't have to put in a lot of time and I'm like yes correct <laughs> and he says stuff like that all the time you know like very wise things that's all, that, I mean, that's awesome when you see like it's similar to the to the showing them the thing for the first time when they're like flip it on you and like are giving you the wisdom that they're thinking of, like almost outwitting yeah. yourself. It's like that kid great. in the chess movie where he's like, it's six steps ahead. You can see it. 
I guess you don't know. Search Bobby Fisher. Yeah, like he's like. It's actually been discussed on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, he's like sees things. He doesn't see six in his head, but he sees like three steps in the head. Yeah. And like he's like da 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 da. And then like ten minutes later, he's like, "I told you." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." Yeah, I told you so. I I'm still I. When she taught, I know my daughter's gonna be just like that. She's gonna be so sassy, just like flipping everything on me, outwitting me left and right. Um, well, she's very pretty. Thank you. That's you did give mo- me a very com- good that's compliment. That's honestly, yesterday. that's the most important thing. <laughs> Whatever right. else she's got going on, eh? <laughs> At least she's gonna be good looking. That's very all. rich. <laughs> um, and the last thing I ask everybody is um, is for advice. If you could give it, you give any advice about being a dad, about being a parent, and again, this is the real reason why I have the podcast, so that I can learn okay, about it. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> That's I'll... not about lit cigarettes. No, it's not. <laughs> That's all just jokes. <laughs> I don't really do that. But the thing that I would say is, um, no matter how mad you get, no matter how frustrated you get, watch your mouth. Because yeah. one time I said to my middle son, because they repeat, I said, uh, I said, he did something really dumb, super idiotic, and I was really angry because I had told him not to do it, and I said, don't be a, don't be such a loser, and he looked at me, he goes. You think I'm a loser? Oh, God. You think I'm a loser? <laughs> He's like, my dad thinks I'm a loser? Oh, and I'm like, God. no, no, no. I said, I said, don't, don't be, be a loser. loser. I said, don't oh, be a loser. I said, I was talking about your behavior, not about your character. And I like, tried to reassure him <laughs> and everything. too late. But for like this like five-minute period, he's like, you think I'm a loser? You think I'm a... And I was oh, like, oh, my God. And now I'm like... I'm like that dad on Wonder Years who, like, I know. I'm like, holy crap. And ironically, now he is such a loser. I don't, yeah, dude, I just gave my now. kid the complex. <laughs> I convince my kid that I think it. Anyway, watch your mouth. Yeah. Watch oh. what you say because yeah. what you say is a, a, like an encyclopedia worth of pounds of. Just watch it. It's a good, that's a good watch one. your mouth. That's a good one. Especially you, Mo. I know, I I know. I talk a lot, and I don't watch my mouth at all when I say. Never, ever, never, ever use the word loser. Oh, God. Because it still breaks my heart. Oh, Jesus. I can see you. You're, like, breaking up over here. He must have been so upset. He, he went away crying, my dad thinks I'm a loser. Oh, my God. It's terrible. It's Jesus. terrible. That's funny. Any, anybody else got any advice for me? Aside from don't shake the baby? That's my main advice. Okay. Because that baby good. cries That's a lot. Good. All right. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys doing this, taking the time out of your your family time. I know you three, well, you two probably see each other a lot, but I know you guys on this, they get to see each other a lot, get to see the family a lot. So I appreciate you taking the 55 minutes that we've been sitting here and talking to little old me. Um, thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, and that's all for Peace this out. week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. Yeah. Until next week, same Dad Hard time, same Dad Hard place, and we are out. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember man. back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Care about nothing, man. Remember back in the times when being just a it was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking. Can't be that, man. You remember. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right.